You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today, we return to the monthly series, City Farming, in which we discuss new ways to think about food systems in urban settings. Today, we'll talk about urban rooftop gardening with Callie Giacconi, Public Relations Coordinator at Lufa Farms in Montreal, Quebec. Welcome, Callie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Delighted to have you here. Callie, what is Lufa Farms and how long has it been in place? Yeah, so um, Lufa Farms, uh, our mission is to create a better food system, and we are trying to do that by growing food sustainably, so without synthetic pesticides, on city rooftops in uh, Montreal. So we started in uh, 2009, and we also partner with hundreds of farmers and food makers in and around the city to provide our customers with fresh, local, responsible uh, vegetables on our online marketplace. Okay, so a real a real mission behind what you do. And the story behind Lufa Farms, how did that go from vision to me inviting you on this show today because you've really made an impact in your community in an urban setting by revitalizing urban space and seeing it in a different way? Yeah, so it, it all started with one of our founders, uh, Mohammed Hajj, who actually, he grew up in Lebanon and he came over um, and in Lebanon, he always had access to fresh food from markets and it was just very common. But when he moved to Canada, he noticed that in the grocery stores, there was many vegetables of all different kinds, but they were imported from really far away places. And so this kind of led him to think about potential solutions on how we can actually grow food where people live. And with that, he kind of thought about rooftops because we have so many rooftops around the city. He started thinking about how they could build greenhouses on top of rooftops. So that's kind of where it started, just the the need and want for fresh vegetables. Okay, that is quite a story. So somebody coming with an idea, taking it to fruition, and, and here we are. Wonderful background. And Lufa, what's the significance of Lufa? Is that a last name? What does that mean? So Luva is actually a plant and it's a self-sufficient plant. So it's, it's kind of after that. And also it's a, a bit of a catchy name as well. Since then, it's kind of become something that Montrealers uh, really know about. So that was that was kind of the goal overall there. <laughs> oh, that's really fun. So self-sufficiency in a plant, Lufa, but the, the symbolism of self-sufficiency and this notion of reinventing urban space as we all want to have food closer to home, fresh and support our community. So that's a really great story. Thanks for sharing sharing that. And so then the outcomes, you've achieved a lot in your urban space, and you continue to grow. So can you tell us a bit about the outcomes that you've achieved in your rooftop growing? Yeah, for sure. So it started off quite small and kind of a crazy idea of growing vegetables on rooftops. And, and now it's actually come quite far. So we serve about 2% of Montreal now with uh, vegetables and fruits and whatever else we serve. And we're, we also deliver to outside of Montreal as well, as far as Gatineau and Tremblant. So we're really growing in that sense. We now have four greenhouses and an indoor farm. So our largest greenhouse, it spans three football fields. And yeah, it's really big. And in 2021 alone, uh, we harvested 55,000 pounds of vegetables a week. 
And our new indoor farm at full capacity, we can harvest 20,000 units of vegetables a day. So we're really growing and uh, finding new ways to kind of continue to, to provide Montreal with fresh vegetables. That is amazing. Incredible statistics. So the equivalent of three football fields, that's like hundreds of thousands of square feet. It's amazing the level of production that you're attaining. Yeah. So yeah, in 2021, so it's from uh, two years ago, actually, it was 55,000 pounds of vegetables a week. So we're really harvesting a lot of vegetables and we grow uh, cucumbers, peppers, tomatoes, lettuce. We have a really wide variety. Um, and then the vegetables that we aren't able to grow, for example, um, you know, kind of more field vegetables. We partner with folks in and around Montreal. So for our, you know, squashes, it's harder to do in a greenhouse. We get that from fields during the summer. Okay, really, really interesting. So you're giving us the example of how you are partnering with farmers, but also doing well in your own greenhouses. Are you all for? seasons? Yeah, absolutely. So we were all four seasons. I mean, obviously, in the summer, because it's hotter, and there's more sun, our greenhouses grow a lot of bounty. So we have more vegetables, bigger vegetables. But in the dead of winter in Canada, we are still providing cucumbers, lettuces, tomatoes, and that kind of thing. That's so great, because those are things that we often see shipped in from many, many, many corners of the world, not not just south of the border anymore, we're starting to see farther and wider partners for food globally, how great that you can get it close to home and your customers must really look forward to your product and having it in the winter seasons as well. Fantastic. And you had said about 2% of Montreal's total population is accessing vegetables from Lufa Farms, which has roughly about three football fields. That's very efficient production, close to home, fresh, seems like a win-win-win. So what's one of the best things that you've experienced, Callie, about revitalizing urban spaces to grow food closer to home? I think that the one of the best things is just the fact that we can reuse existing spaces because there's so many buildings in cities that are kind of especially flat, big industrial spaces all over the city. And especially our new uh, indoor farm, it was just a, a warehouse that was being unused. So I think kind of the most innovative and exciting thing about this kind of urban agriculture is be able, being able to use spaces that already exist, because that just really levels up the sustainability. And it kind of reminds people that this can happen right where you live. And I think that that's kind of the best and most exciting thing about what we're doing. And also just giving people that live in the city access to to fresh vegetables year round. It, it kind of a couple of years ago seemed impossible, but it's really, I think, where we're going with urban agriculture in the future. Very interesting. And so you had mentioned different types of building, the rooftops and an old warehouse changed in terms of what its purpose is. Is there a, sp a specific thing that you need to look for in terms of weight bearing or there must be some design considerations? Yeah, absolutely. So the building has to be very strong and it has to be very flat. And the greenhouses, like a, a greenhouse on top of the building is very heavy. So it really has to have the proper infrastructure to be able to hold a, the greenhouse. But as we continue to build more and more greenhouses, um, all our technology is becoming lighter, is becoming more efficient, becoming less expensive. So I mean, hopefully we get to a point in the future where, you know, we can put greenhouses on all kinds of buildings 
things. But it, it really right now is big industrial buildings. We can't just go to someone's house and build an entire greenhouse on their house. It wouldn't work that way because it wouldn't be up to code. So we do have some limitations in terms of what we can, where we can build. Right now, we we have in our Ville Saint Laurent greenhouse in Montreal, we have a rooftop greenhouse and we also have our offices underneath and as well as the warehouse. So it's kind of becoming, you know, an ecosystem of urban agriculture. That entire building is becoming something that we can use in many different ways. Okay, so lots of uh, lots of ideas and thought behind the design. And it's interesting to know that other dimensions of industry that aren't agriculture, but suppliers to agriculture, that all of that is evolving too, as we start to see more and more evolution in urban agriculture. And certainly it has its place in large cities every time I go to Toronto or one of the big urban cities, I am reminded how much food we actually need and uh, how much our farmers everywhere are doing that every day. And also to make it more efficient and also the local economy of jobs and just the freshness of food. So it really does sound fantastic. This all sounds wonderful, Callie, but there has to have been some lessons learned. What are some of the things along the way that you know now that you may not have known when you got going? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are continuously learning at Lufa. We are doing something that hasn't really been done before. So that kind of opens avenue for lots of mistakes and lots of things that we have to adjust. I mean, we've tried strawberries. It hasn't really worked that well, but um, we're still innovating with different types of vegetables all the time. Um, In our indoor farm, we've tried 12 different varieties of different vegetables and some of them, sorry, even more than 12, I think. And some of them have worked really well and some of them less well. So we also have a greenhouse um, in Montreal where it's more experimenting so we can really try we try some tropical plants some berries Um, our greenhouse team is super innovative we're always adjusting um, which plants we can grow and then the same way that every greenhouse we build becomes more efficient than the last because we're continuously learning from kind of the mistakes of the one before and that's just part of it um we for our indoor farm we started it and we didn't exactly know if it was going to be a success and it's going really well but uh we don't know how it's going to fare for example in the middle of the winter there's not enough heat we're going to adjust it's a lot of working as we go and uh, really rolling with the punches. So we've learned lots of lessons along the way. And the goal is to eventually expand. So if we open a greenhouse, you know, in somewhere that's warmer or somewhere that's even colder, we'll obviously have to adjust the material we use and, you know, a lot of the efficiencies that that work here might not work in other climates. So we're, we're always out to learn and continue to, to kind of grow the, the system to make it work anywhere. That's really interesting that one location is not exactly the same as the next location. There might be size or uh, just general orientation. Also with the plants that you're growing, it's about progress. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. After the break, we'll talk about the social contributions of urban rooftop growing with Callie Giacconi from Lufa Farms. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, home economist. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Food for the Future. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and we've been speaking with Callie Giacconi from Lufa Farms in Montreal about urban rooftop gardens. Callie, we're all looking to make a difference these days, and the whole Lufa Farm must feel that they're doing just that. Can you please share some of the impact that the vision of Lufa Farms has on the community? 
Absolutely. So um, I think that one of kind of the biggest impacts Lupa Farms has is the awareness of eating fresh, local, responsible food. I think that because we've been around in Montreal for, you know, over a decade, we're really kind of showing Montreal the importance and the ability to grow food locally and how amazing fresh food and accessibility is. Um, we're not, you know, the cheapest grocery store. We're never going to be, but we are trying to make our vegetables as accessible to, to folks as possible. So I think part of that impact is just based on awareness, but we also have a foundation and, and through our foundation, we run an initiative called uh, the Direct Giving Program. So with the help of local nonprofits in Montreal and the generosity of our own clients, we're able actually to support nearly a thousand individuals who are struggling with food insecurity. And these individuals have access to our online marketplace the same way as any other customer would. So each family will receive $30 a week per family member and along with 25% off on the marketplace. So it's really to make folks in need in our community that might not have the ability to order from Lufa regularly, kind of have the autonomy to do that themselves. And so that's a really great program that's growing every year. And we're really excited about that as well. So Kelly, the ability for $30 a week, that was a family of four, you would be able to have $120, which you can get a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, especially at a 25% off price. That's incredible. How is it going in the program? Yeah, so this program is very special because it's actually funded by our own community, by our own uh, clients who we call Lufavores. So um, whether they donate weekly or they donate once a year, we've actually raised nearly a half a million dollars last year alone to be able to fund this program. So the more donations we get, the more families that we support. And choosing the families is the nonprofits in Montreal who have kind of access to understanding, you know, which families might need more more help than others because you know that's kind of more of a direct connection to folks in, in need in our community so it's just a really wonderful program that's run based on our own clients generosity that's fantastic that's very very interesting and i'm sure there's lots that everyone feels really good about in terms of that and it must be many other things that you're doing as well so you have i'm sure a lot of happy moments what's one of your happiest moments at lufa farms Oh, man, I really enjoy going up to the greenhouses and just, you know, seeing the production and seeing the spaces. I think it's incredible. And it's just very cool to, you know, enter a building that seems like, you know, it's just like another building. And then you go up to the top and you can see kind of such an amazing ecosystem of plants and vegetables. Like, it's just incredible. I also really like meeting with farmers and food makers that we partner with and hearing, you know, what, what they're doing and their passion. And they're out there doing everything for the right reason. Reasons and learning, learning from them as well has been absolutely incredible. We also have been partnering with a lot of them for many years. So it's just very cool to see the evolution of their company alongside ours and see how they've changed and developed while we've changed and developed. It's a very special partnership. We're very close with the with the folks we work with. So that, that's really special. And it's definitely what makes Lufa so exceptional, in, in my opinion. 
You sound so passionate about it. And you mentioned the passion that you see in others, the farmers and the customers and the people that you work with and your partners. But it's that that joy of participating in the agri-food system and knowing that what you offer, fresh produce around the, the whole year, and what you offer is really doing something good. So that passion is infectious and I'm feeling uplifted based on having heard your response, Callie. In this show, we try to bring the humanities to today's food dialogue. So history, philosophy, creativity, and how does urban rooftop growing aligned to these ways of understanding the world? I mean, I think that's a great question. I just, I truly believe that urban farming, it's its kind of like the key to the future. You know, there's so many urban spaces that aren't being used. Um, and so I think that transforming these into agricultural hubs is definitely what we should be looking forward to in the future. I think it creates jobs, it creates opportunity, it creates community. And I think it's just looking at things from a different perspective. And, you know, you have to be very creative when looking at urban spaces and how you can turn them into to sustainable agriculture. I mean, for example, our indoor farm, this was just uh, sparked from walking by an old warehouse. Our founder just was walking by an old warehouse almost every day and saying, well, what can we do with this space? No one's using it. How can we transform it into something that's going to contribute to our community? So kind of thinking outside of the box, thinking less conventionally or more creatively can really push forward this kind of movement. And I think that's what's really incredible about urban agriculture. Well said. And a lot of progress starts with an idea. Wonderful message for our show today. The show is called Food for the Future. You know that. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on how urban farming and rooftop growing helps build a flourishing food system for a brighter way forward together. Yeah, absolutely. I think right now, more than ever, you know, it's been a very tough, challenging economic climate right now. And I think that it's showing the importance of, you know, having autonomy when it comes to food production. So I just really think that, you know, it's it's, it's vital to adopt urban agriculture right now. And because you can have so much more control over your production, it makes a huge difference. You know, importing food, gas prices, there's so much that is increasing right now. And being able to kind of create more control with what you're farming will make a huge difference as things continue to get more difficult with our economic climate. I'm not trying to be uh, not very positive here, but I think that food coming from longer distances will become more challenging. I mean, we're not perfect here at Lufa, but we're always trying to, to you know, provide as much local uh, vegetables as possible. And I think that's really, really important as we continue to, you know, develop our food system and, and change our food system. It's a great transformative approach that can really Really help communities take control of their own food production. And I think that's really a strong step towards sustainability. Keeping food close to home, really good message. Do you have any final thoughts, Callie, you'd like to share with us today? Well, just thank you so much for letting me talk about uh, Lufa. I think it's a really special project. And Lufa Farms, you know, we are doing our best to feed as many folks with fresh, local, responsible food as possible. But, you know, uh, one of the amazing things about what we do is that we are interested in collaborating with folks that are like-minded. So, you know, for example, we are not always going to have every single um, variety of fruit and vegetable. We just simply can't do that at this time. So we often partner with other other farmers and, and food makers. And it's more of a collaboration than in competition. We're so proud and excited when we hear that other farmers are doing, you know, things sustainably and, and, and in an innovative way. This is exciting. And this is the goal, you know, to build a better food system overall, rather than just us, you know, working for something uh, incredible. We're trying to do it together in collaboration with others. 
I think also since we've started, there's been so many more incredible projects in and around Canada and all over the world. So I think the more urban agriculture can grow and uh, become something that people know about and are interested in and are engaging in it, then I think that we'll move towards a brighter future. Absolutely. <laughs> really, really fantastic collaboration. We need everybody. Uh, lots of food is needed. Lots of food waste has to be avoided. We, we need the whole team. So wonderful that you're doing that at Lufa Farms. Thank you so much, Callie, for our inspiring conversation today. I feel very encouraged. Thank you so much for having me. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Callie Giacconi from Lufa Farms in Montreal about urban rooftop gardening. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? What could you grow in the space that you have available to you? Something to do? Search Lufa Farms to find out how one city revitalized urban space to grow fresh food for its community. Next week on the show, we return to the series, Back to the Future. We'll be speaking with Dan and Bronwyn Mund, owners of the Wandering Bee Flower Farm, about setting a beautiful table, edible flowers, and honey. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, home economist, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our Platinum Elite Level sponsor, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts.